Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show, where I coach and inspire you to live your very best life, one step at a time. So I move in on Friday, I take off work, I come in on Monday, I'm taking the light rail into Jersey City Exchange Place, like here, this is my new life, this is my commute. First day, I get fired. I'm like, I'm like, you you, you let me move in on Friday, like you know I'm moving in. I'm moving in from Monmouth County up here and you fire me? Like what the heck? So anyway, they fired me. I, I take the light rail home, I'm like, just like sad. I'm like, well, that sucks. Um, I, my, my roommate, Jeremy Williams, he comes in that front door and he's like, hey, how was your day? Like everyone's first day at work. I'm like, I got like a, a thing of vodka in my hand. I was like, I got fired. And he's like, what? I'm like, ah, so. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 10, double digits of the Joe Ciccarelli show. Today's episode, real estate, entrepreneurship, and creating great content with Chris Ozar. This is another interview of uh, someone that I know and <clears throat> have admired for a while and I think would bring a lot, will, will not think, will bring a lot of value to you guys. I mean, it's an awesome episode. We go all over the place, uh, talk about obviously the, the general self-development, uh, his personal story. Uh, we talk about smoking pot, we talk about meditation, we talk about float tanks. But um, what I love so much about this conversation and Chris is just his perpetual positivity. And you'll see it in here. His energy is fantastic. He's just an authentic dude, and he's doing really, really cool stuff. Um, and I'm going to leave in the show notes ways that you can get in touch with him, ways you can follow him, and see what he's up to. Uh, but really, at a professional level, he's a realtor. Um, he com- does commercial and residential real estate based in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, he's building his he bu- he's building his own company with his partners, a uh, company called Meridian Real Estate, and I'll link to them in the show notes as well. I, I've said before I'm going to put stuff in the show notes, and I haven't always been great about it, but I will on this one because uh, yeah, you want to check this guy out after you hear this interview. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> he's been ranked the top 100 agents in Hudson County, which is in the New Jersey area. He's won multiple platinum awards for highest achievement through the National Association of Realtors for selling over 20 million dollars in a year. He's even sold a condo to a New York Super Bowl champion, Steve Weatherford. Weatherford, not Weatherford. It's a little bit of a, a voice gap there. But anyway, uh, obviously very successful in real estate. But what, what I'm, uh, and we'll talk about that, but what's really interesting about this conversation is this guy is a marketer. I mean, he knows how to market himself and he's going to give some insight into ways you can better market yourself and how you can better market your brand and how he does it uh, and... Yeah, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. This is a good conversation all over the place. Super uh, funny at times, serious at times, confusing at times. I think that makes for a good one. I hope you enjoy and um, yeah, let me know what you think. Let's get started, man. Thanks for joining today. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to have you. I've kind of been a fan from afar. You do some really cool shit and uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, we started out a couple of minutes ago saying how we were both a little nervous going into this um, yeah. in like an excited way. So, so talk to me a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's always like, I've never done a podcast before. I do a lot on video and yep. uh, so I enjoy doing video, but a podcast is new and different. So I have those butterflies. Yeah. But um there's a, I don't know if you ever heard of Mel Robbins. She has a book called The Five Second Rule, which says if you count down from five, four, three, two, one, go, and you use those nerves. The anxiety and excitement are the same things, basically, on a chemical level. So as long as you know that and you can trick your brain, not trick, just tell your brain, I'm excited, I'm not scared, and you end up being more, I don't get you pumped up a little bit. So the adrenaline, it's like you're, the animal side of your your being like you're you're in the jungle and you just saw like a jaguar and you're like oh crap i'm scared but like we gotta maneuver and get our way out of here or figure or fight this thing kind of thing do you know yeah. does that make sense yeah yeah i like the uh, anxiety and excitement are the same thing on a chemical level i didn't know that but that makes a lot of sense yeah no it's true yeah absolutely and then we start rapping like this and you forget about it after a while like i'm doing it 
I have like a video guy now that's kind of starting to follow me around because I'm creating a YouTube show. And you just start forgetting they're there and you just get used to it. And it's just like after a while, it just becomes second nature, you know? Oh, I didn't know. So I um, had watched, I just had been seeing your Instagram and all of a sudden I started seeing you documenting a lot more. So how does that work? Do you just hire someone to like follow you around for like X amount of time? Yeah. So what I have is I have my, I've been trying to find like a really good video guy for a while. And I finally found like someone who's like legit who can kind of make my vision happen. So I've got him working. And then I've also got this guy at a college who worked for, he was an intern for what's that guy, Damon from um, Shark Tank. And he knows how to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damien. Uh, what's the guy from FUBU? Yeah. FUBU. He's a guy in Shark yeah. Tank, but he never buys anything. So I don't know what's yeah. going on over there. I haven't seen any fubu. No, no offense, Damon. You know, I know you're the man. Love you, but uh, you know, Mark Cuban is, is kicking ass over there. Yeah, him, him and Mister Wonderful. That's an incredible show. But so it. tell me, uh, I mean, yeah. so tell me, so so like, do you, is it like certain hours a day? He just like shows up and like, do you like prep for the video or does he literally oh, yeah, follow yeah. you around? I have like a vision of what I want. So like, we just listed. I just so here's what's going on. I just started a new company. Okay. It's called Meridian Real Estate. I partnered with um, my one partner, Gary and Mario and Diane, and um, we're launching, you know, basically a new company. So I was like, if we're doing this, I'm like, I want to, I want to document what it's like for a real, you know, person, not someone from million dollar listing, just like a real person who I moved to Hoboken like in 2010, I lived in Union City for two years in Hoboken. And, you know, I bu- built relationships and like now I'm like working with like the biggest players in Hoboken. Um, well, some of the, you know, not just my business partners, but just all the people I know. And I'm just like, you know what? This is the most interesting content. You have real estate, which is like the sexiest thing on the, the internet. It's a, you know, everyone likes to look at real estate because it's just fun. Who doesn't? I love, I love yeah. that. And uh, so you take that and you take this whole like entrepreneur kick everybody's on recently. And I'm just like, let's just combine these. We got two perfect things and let's document it. We're, we're building a company. We have the best real estate in town. Like my business partner owns all the real estate, like near the path, like most of it. And uh, 200 commercial units by the path. So we have all this beautiful stuff, the city in the background. I'm like, I'm like, we got everything we need to make a, a, t- like a TV show. Let's just do it on YouTube. And I just, me and my, my, like my right-hand man, Doug Farrell, um, who's with me, he's, um, we just, we watch a lot of YouTube videos and we're understanding how this works with, with influencers. And I'm starting to do the influencing with, with Instagram. I'm calling out Nura track and now they're helping me with my bike. I called out Benzo Bush for my Mercedes and they're coming back to me. And then I put questions up on my Instagram and people engage. And I'm really starting to understand quickly. I, I, I just jump in and I like figure it all out really quick. Um, that's just the way my mind works. And then I was like, Oh, we got, th- we got to do this. We got to do this. And, uh, you know, I'm just managing all these things. And I'm like, we just have to document everything we do and then we can create any type of content we want from it. Huh. So, so when you say you, f- you, you, you jump in and you figured out Instagram, uh, in that sense, like you reached out to Nordic, uh, is that because like, do you figure that's be- like, what's, what's the strategy on that? And what could well, figure someone out- like myself that's trying to, bu- I mean, I'm trying to build up my well, Instagram. I, know what a lot of others are. I don't, I haven't done any research on Instagram. What gets what? So my Instagram strategy is this, you know, I could spend four hours trying to like take funny, like do like pictures or write clever things or take photos of my food. But if I just do a quick video, <laughs> I, they say a thousand words is said in, in a photo. So if a video at 54 frames per second, that's saying what, 24,000 words in a second. So, you know, I can get a message across a lot clearer and quicker, quicker. That's not even a freaking word, but quicker, <laughs> right? I can get a, a quick piece of content to my audience in the moment. Just not even think about it. Just be myself. I don't have to lie. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. Like, I'm just having fun and being myself. And then what I do is whenever something happens in my day-to-day life, like my Nordtrack bike broke and I documented it as I was falling off it because I was just, you know, in my mind, it's just like, Content, 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 document everything. And when you capture something good, you put a question out to your audience, they engage with it. And then I put like my, like I was saying, sorry, I go on on rants, but here, here's what I'm looking at. Yeah, my, I like that. I'm, I looking like at that. My I Nora, that. I'm looking at my Nora track right now. Okay. The so scene, first of all, before you go any further, you should have went with the Peloton. Oh no. So I actually, <laughs> so this is how, this is how I figured out. This is, this is a funny story. You bring up Peloton. This is how I figured out how Instagram works. I was, 
I was doing a, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable to writing the newer track every day. And by posting it on my Instagram and I'm telling my audience this, my followers, which I am getting followers now, which is pretty crazy to actually see that. Um, so I posted, I was, I was documenting like the newer track and I was saying Peloton versus newer track. Right. And then I put at the two brands. So I, you know, you do the little at symbol. So I said at newer track at Peloton, I said, the audience which one's better and i let them choose you know i'm not i'm just here it's like just all honesty here right let's just be transparent so let's see who wins right and i bought the newer track anyway and the audience did vote for peloton um but while i was documenting it i the the chair broke and i almost fell off the the, the damn thing so pel uh so newer track reached out to me because i tagged them right and then they started helping me and now they're sending me a router and now i'm documenting that a little bit and sharing that with my audience and then they're going to help me fix this thing, you know, and then I'm going to give them a nice shout out for like, for helping me out because that that's awesome. So I'm, I'm a big fan of NordTrack. Like they're not, they, they jump in and then some brands don't even respond. So you start to see who's, who's actually paying attention to their Instagram and who's not paying attention to their Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then as people start interacting, I can see everyone who's paying attention to my Instagram. So all those agents out there, like I know you're watching my stories. I see, I see all the metrics. I, I pay attention to all the back end and the systems. The data is where I live. I, so I, I love, I just love the data. So I, I've been doing- Do you use it. the metrics in Instagram? I started to look through it and I actually posted today and I said, I tagged at Gary V at D rock because I bother those guys every single day because I always have questions about how they build their audience, what they're doing. And I know eventually they'll crack because if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for what you want, um, other people recognize that they see, they see the fire in you and they go, Oh, Oh, you're in that 10%. You're like me. Okay, I get it. And they start responding to you. So D-Rock has actually been responding to me in the past. Um, I've been bothering him a little bit more recently. He hasn't been actually responding with messages. He used to. He gives me like a little heart, like a little like, I'm too big for you right now, but I still like I'm paying attention to you a little bit. But if my story blows up on Instagram today and they Gary V sees it and uh, D-Rock see it, you know, I'm putting it out to the world what I want and you know, if you don't, if you, if you don't ask, you don't get it. So let's see if it happens. And if it doesn't happen, I'll just keep trying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Where, where do you, um, where do you get your motivation, man? You're fucking rolling. I know Barry Jenkins, who's a great real estate agent out of uh, and a coach and out of um, Virginia beach. He always laughs like, are you on coffee? He thinks I'm like doing something else. Like, I don't, you know, other <laughs> harder, but I wake up every morning at 4am like, or 5am, like, my wife hates it because I end up falling asleep at 8 p.m. Um, but I don't know, man. I just bounce out of bed and I'm just like pumped because I'm just I'm a I'm an addict, right? I'm addicted, and right now, well, and for the last like couple of years, but really right now, it's like taking over. I'm addicted to to my passion, which is is just creating videos, and I, I really I want to be famous. I want to be famous, and I want to be wealthy, and I want to make an impact on the world. And I finally feel like I'm putting the dots together in my head. It's like the matrix. I feel like Neo all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, wait, I actually can do this. I, I can actually figure out how to do this. And why not just try? And as I try and I realize no one knows what they're doing out here. Like you can actually make things happen. Like I'm making things happen just by speaking it out to the world and by putting it out there, other people hear it and you attract it back to you. Same way Gary V puts it out there. He's going to buy the jets. He's going to buy the jets. And here's why he's doing a little trick. He's incepting the world right now. And I'm sorry, I'm going off on another rant. So if you want to stop me, go ahead. But here's what Gary V's doing. He goes out to the world. He says, I'm going to buy the jets. Right. And he's a huge following. He's getting bigger and bigger. He's letting the jets know, I want to buy you or at least become a partner or something. So at some point in time, the jets are going to either want to sell or need to sell, or they're just going to acquire. They're going to, if they get acquired by Gary V, their stock, their value of their team is going to skyrocket because of just what Gary V is creating. So Gary V is creating massive value in himself that the jets have no choice, but to be a part of him eventually, because if they don't, it's a bad business decision. So he's not just doing the law of attraction where he's saying, Oh, I want the jets. No, he's doing things that are going to eventually in the future play out where 
He's playing chess right now while other people are playing checkers. He's playing the yeah. long game, the infinite game, like Simon Sinek says, rather than the finite game. And a lot of people are stuck in the day-to-day and not thinking about the big picture. And I live, and I love to live in the big picture. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the reason why I wanted you to go on that rant is because I was hoping you would say what you said, and that was the law of attraction. I was going to ask you that. What, what, what's your uh, – you can read the secret. You can read the law oh, of attraction. Oh, God. I, 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 I got tell you about the secret. The secret is is nice and all like, ooh, if I wait and I pray and I hope that part – Yeah, exactly. Pray. But you just sit on your ass and you, you're not supposed to do anything, right? Like it's just – it's just – it's just hope for the fingers. best. It's it's praying yeah. to God yeah. and hoping right. it happens. But there's no what, what you need to do is it needs to be action needs to take place. So have you heard of reality transurfing? No, what's that? Okay, so you need to look into that because that that's the that's reality the intersection trans reality reality transurfing. It's the intersection yeah. between the secret and hard work. And so basically, there's Whoa. internal there's internal intention and external intention and. Uh, external intention is the secret, right? Which is really useful. You think, you attract things to you, but the internal intention is your physical movement towards that stuff, and it's a combination of it. It's a, uh, it's a powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah, all uh, this stuff is really quantum good. physics. Oh, quantum physics. Well, then I definitely have to read into that because I love, I love. Yeah, that. it's just creating your own reality, and it's the. Uh, well, that's it's what a, I am. Kind of a, I go down to Pier A every morning in Hoboken and I look at the New York City and I watch the sunrise and I'm just and I'm like I want and I'm really thinking I'm like I want a, I want a house in Miami. I want a house in I want a house in um in California. Like I want all this stuff and now I see the vision I'm like I'm going to make this happen. Like I believe it. And uh it's a great feeling when you see your vision in front of you and your 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 goals and your actions and your values are in alignment. And it's, you can feel it happening and I feel it happening. But back to why I said puree, I'm down there every morning for the last, like not every morning for the last three years, but a lot of mornings. And now I own a real estate company that's a block away from puree in the heart of downtown Hoboken, right near the path. And I literally manifested that I feel like, and I don't believe in like magic or any of that stuff, but by being down there and just always around it, it kind of just, you, you, you end up just making it happen by saying it. You force it to happen. Like you're, there's this will behind you. Like right now, I feel it right now. I feel like there's like a, a force, an energy inside of me. It's just like pushing me forward. Like I can't explain it. And if you have it, you get it. If you don't have it, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't always have it. Like I was like a stoner in college. Like I did not have it before. I just wanted to party. One day I got a taste of money. And it was like a lion. As soon as he gets that taste of blood or a shark, like it's like, oh my God, it couldn't stop. And it wasn't even about the money. It was like, okay, one win. And now I need another win. And now I need another win. I'm not like, you never, you're never happy. Like you always want to keep going, growing, growing, go, go, go. And that's what sets my addiction. I'm a lifelong learner and I'm just addicted to self-development. And then I just love spewing the information I know onto other people. And people think I talk a lot and I do. That's honestly, I'm, I need to work on that and listen more. And I'm reading a really great book right now called Working by Robert Caro on that. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, anyway, on so, another rant, so bring me back. Bring me back. People, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm listening to you and I'm getting like excited. And I think a lot of other people that are listening to this are like, wow. But the, the, the other thought that probably pops in a lot of people's head is like, yeah, you know, you're talking about your, you know, your Mercedes. You live right in like downtown Hoboken. Like you have made it to a certain extent, right now. You got a lot mm. more ahead of you, and, and I'm not saying that you feel that, but I, I want to rewind you and let's kind of start from the top, right? So if I'm someone who's listening to you and I'm like, I'm motivated. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want that taste of money. How do you get started? Like, how do you like? You're a marketing guy. Like, how do you come? Up, how do people come up with ideas? Like, what, what's uh, I, I wake up today and I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't know, necessarily know what I want to do. I just know that I want to do more than a nine to five. What's, what's the step? Yeah. Well, here's the step that everyone like is glossing over is that if you want to be an entrepreneur and Gary V talks about this every, all the time. And, uh, Mike Winnett talks about the entrepreneur, which is a big thing going on right now with all these fake entrepreneurs, you know, <sighs> You have to do the work so you understand the business. And once you understand the business well enough, then you go and and do it. But like this Meridian, this company I just like partnered with to be, you know, an owner with them and to launch this thing. I had the opportunity two years ago, but I didn't feel I was in a place where I would do it correctly. And even though it would have been easy money and an easy way to just 
to get on top. I just was like, I'm not, I'm not developed in my own capabilities yet to take that on. And I actually turned it away. And then two years later, it's just like, now I've grown to the place where like, I know I can do this and I have all the knowledge I need to, to build something incredible, but I needed to, I needed to work for eight years. I needed to do rentals for a long time to learn the inventory. I started, I'm doing my own 3d tours. Like I, I get my hands dirty. I figure it out and then I delegate it. And then I move on to the next thing. I get my hands dirty. I figure it out and I delegate it. And until you do that, you can't become an entrepreneur. You need to delegating is the, the best thing I'm, I'm learning right now. And I'm my, my team, like Doug Farrell, my right hand man, he's helping me because you know, I love to shout orders and tell people what to do and, you know, in a friendly ma- manner, but sometimes I'm not very concise with the exact action that needs to be taken. So I'd say, tell me where I'm messing up guys, because I want to be better. I'm not looking for the rah, rah, you're so great, which I w- give me the rah, rah, you're great first, you know, butter me up a little bit, but then tell me what I need to work on. So I'm always self-development is really key. And the, to do self-development, you just got to do the work. It's, there's no way around that. So if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're watching it, listening to this and you're 21, 22, you can get your real estate license right now online. I uh, own a real estate school. My family owns a real estate school. And because of COVID, right, you, can, they, you can't go to the classrooms. So they now allow you to take the classes online to get your real estate license, right? So here's what I did. Here's an entrepreneurial move. Um, I'm like, okay, my family owns a real estate company in central Jersey, separate of me. It's like my stepdad, um, and, uh, my mom's business partner. And, um, I can get into that more later, but anyway, they own a real estate school down there. And I was like, okay, uh, COVID's happening. We can't take people inside the class. Now we can do it online. New Jersey said, okay, you can do online classes. So I'm like, we have an unlimited amount of people we can enroll right now. And you can take the class online and not have to go into the classroom for two weeks for, for, from nine to five, like I did. And I'm like, we should just sign up a million people right now. Get everyone to get their real estate license. So I created a click funnel real quick. I hired a guy on Fiverr.com and just like, I just delegated. I'm like, you do this, do this, do this. I had Joe, my, uh, my PPC guy. So I just have a lot of people that know what they're doing really well. And I just tell them what I want and they kind of quickly throw it together. And I made a quick, you know, I think I signed up 24 people for the online class real quick to get their real estate license. And that, that's, a, you know, that was just fun. I wanted to see if I could do it. I, I ended up breaking even after the cost, but, you know, I understood marketing enough to be able to do that. And I was also just, you got to, you got to practice. That was a practice. You know, I was willing to lose money just to figure out if I could do it. So now next time I know what I'm doing even better and I have the metrics to run a better campaign. So it all comes with, I guess, experience. Like I, like I said, it's, you got to yeah. do it before you try to be, an entrepreneur, you actually, actually, you actually have to work in that field and learn what you're doing so that you know how to do it yourself and change it and, and do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what's for people that take the real estate school, are they licensed in New Jersey or anywhere in the country? How does right that now work? it's for New Jersey. So every state has their own MLSs and you have to get your real estate license in each state. But if you're a real estate license in New Jersey, if you refer someone to an agent in California, you can get a 25% referral fee. So everyone should get their real estate license in New Jersey. And then any friend you have that moves to Florida or wherever they move, or if they move within New Jersey, as long as you refer them to somebody. So if you refer them to me, I'll give you a 25% referral fee on a you know $25,000 commission. It's not bad. So if you want to get your real estate license right now, you go to um, jerseyrealestatelicense.com and you register there. And the class is $415. Um the class is two weeks. You log on Zoom. You don't have to share your face. You can, you know, mute mute yourself. You know, you don't have to like participate. You just you sit there to class, and then two weeks later, you take um, the test. It's online, um, and once you pass that test, then you finish your seventy five hour credits um, to now go take the state test. And the state test centers are currently closed. Um, they're supposed to open in August. That's what they say. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. Uh, how did you get into real estate? Um, well, my mom uh, was always a real estate agent since I was born. So I've been around real estate since I was a little kid. She was like a single mother and raised me selling real estate and just kicking butt. And, uh, you know, she started her own real estate company called Resources Real Estate in 2000. And, uh, you know, really rode that first wave of, uh, you know, housing 
really went up in uh, you know the 2000s up to 2006 7 before the crash so you know i was in college during those years but you know we became we went from like not poor but like not well to do to like pretty well to do living in like a you know a multi-million dollar mansion in rumson new jersey so it was pretty interesting to see that rise like i got like I think my parents paid for my college. I was so lucky for that. And they also bought me a Jeep Cherokee in 99. Love that inline six engine, such a cool car. But um, my sister, who's a little younger, she got the, the better half of the money. She got a horse. They bought a farm. Like, you know, like I was like, I got like, the, I got like the upper middle class. Like here's some nice stuff. And my sister got the, like you're bougie, like that song bougie. <laughs> she got that whole thing going on. So but um, yeah, so I was around real estate for a long time, and then I graduated college in 2008, and I, you know, the, everything went to you know shit, and uh, I was still in. Yeah, how, how did that impact you? Oh, so uh, yeah, go ahead. How how did that impact you? Well, I came out of college like not even like since my parents paid for college, and I was always kind of spaced out in school. Like I was just never paying attention. I I had a problem. I couldn't fall asleep. I was always like counting the clock. Like if I fall asleep now, I'll get three hours of sleep. If I fall asleep now, I'll get oh, two God, hours of sleep. And I went to a private school called Christian Brothers Academy, and I was the first person picked up on the bus at like 6.40 a.m. I had a commute since I was like 13. I I was the first person picked up on the bus and the last person dropped off. And I lived on Ocean Avenue in Monmouth Beach, and the water and rain would just hit me and pour on me. And I was awake before my parents even were, my mom and my my stepdad, who really is like my dad. I call him my stepdad only out of respect that I have a real father, you know, too. uh, he passed away, but yeah, you know, I, you know, out of respect, but my Bob Diacon, my stepdad is my real father. I love the man. Just want to get that out there. If he's, sure. if he ever listens to this, Bob, you're my boy. Love you. Um, sorry. Bring me back. I, I often go on rants where, and lose where, track. Well, yeah. Yeah. You kind of lost me on that. All right. So we were talking about, um, about the, Oh yeah. You know what was interesting? Um, you said you had trouble sleeping for me. I kind of felt the same. I kind of felt the same thing, but the big change for me, and you mentioned this, uh, getting up early, when you start getting up at like 5.00 AM, which is what I do. God, it's so much easier to go to sleep at night. You, you just crash on the bed. It's, it's unbelievable. It's bl- I love to go to sleep now and I love to yeah, wake up yeah. mornings. By the time everyone gets to the office at like nine o'clock, I've already done like 12. Yeah, things. There's no I greater feeling. I was yeah. ready to do this at 5 a.m., you know, this this interview. I, you know, well, and, yeah, when you pushed it back till seven, it would actually worked out great because now I've gotten like two hours of working already today. So it actually worked out good. So you so, know, I was yeah. doing Instagram yeah. stuff before this. You know, I'm trying you know, take that does take up a lot of time. I'm gonna have to hire somebody to do that eventually, delegate that out. But you know, one thing at a time, right? Okay, so I wanted to ask you now, now I'm 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 coming back to it. How did uh so you said you were spacing out in college, then you got out of college. Uh, you, we graduated. I think we're about the same age. I, uh, we, we got out of college right in the middle of, um, you know, the downturn. It is in the downturn, like the initial recession was mainly focused on real estate. How did that impact like the business and all that stuff? Yeah, it sucked for the business, but it was a great impact on me and created who I am today. Without all that stuff, I would not be where I am today. So I'm so glad it all happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met you the first time uh, I was going, and we could cut this out later, but it's a funny story. I just have to I tell have, it. I um, love the funny stories. What, tell me, remind right, so, me. So, 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 well, yeah, I mean, there, there, there was a, a I was a bit of a party animal back in the day. Yeah, Not yeah. Not anymore. But, as was I. Yeah, uh, as was come I. On, we had fun. We're still, uh, you know, we're, yeah. we're we're better now, but we, we, we're bros. We know what's up, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, we're uh, real dudes. one. That was one hell of a weekend. But I remember at one point, Sweeney, uh, and Sweeney's our mutual friend who kind of, I went to visit, uh, I went to school with Pat Sweeney and uh, he, he was my roommate. And, and yeah, hope. he was your roommate and that's how we met. And he was like, dude, like Ozar just like gets up in the morning and like smokes a blunt and just cold calls like hundreds of people to try and rent them apartments. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that, like, that's, that's literally how you put it. But I yeah, still but that's little- every day, you know, I've moved on to, to healthier and better ways of, of getting high. But, uh, every morning I get up at like four and one of the main reasons that one of my habits that gets me out of bed is I like to smoke in the morning. I'm awake in Baker and I go down to, to the water and I meditate and I let all those big ideas flow out of my head and I let I get it out there at 5am 
And then I get to the office at like eight. And by then I'm, my mind's fresh. I'm clear. I have a clear vision. I've journaled everything I want to do. I've looked at my gratitudes. I've looked at my vision. I've listened to, I listen to Eric Thomas every day about the lion and the gazelle and being a leader. And I get pumped up and I just feel freaking awesome. And I go into that office and I'm just like, I'm going to inspire my agents. And well, I don't even say my agents because they're not mine. Like, our team, like I want to inspire other people. I, I found that I don't actually like selling real estate. I like making videos and marketing and I like bringing other people up and like making them great. That makes me feel better inside. Mm, yeah. I want to be great too. Don't get me wrong, but I want us all to be great. So I want to push people and I want them to push me and we're all on this journey together. And the journey is the best part. Like becoming successful is more fun than actually being successful. Right. Yeah. The pro if, if, if you can buy into the process, that's certainly the key. I want to double click on a couple of things you said. Uh, tell me about, tell me about your meditation routine. Is it like, uh, do you like vision? Do you do like a guided thing? What do you use? Yeah, I, headspace. I was using headspace. Do you use headspace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I haven't been using it as much recently. I, I do a lot of, there's Om life in Jersey city. I like to do the float tanks. I go in there for like an hour and, but I couldn't do it for a long time because of COVID, but I was going there like twice a week. Um, what's a float tank? Like an isolation tank. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. You go in there and, um, you got, you go into the float tank. It's got a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in it. And you f- just lay in there, you close it. It's like, it's like Darth Vader's like capsule. He's closing. And, uh, you can have stars on and music on, but then I like to turn the lights off. And uh, <clears throat> the stars off and the music off. And it's just, you're floating in water that's really buoyant. So you can't sink at all. And it's the same temperature as the air. It's like 98 degrees. So it feels like you end up, you lose all your senses, except for um, just being able to, you can't see anything, closing your eyes, opening your eyes, all it's the same. So it's just, your own, all you have is your head. And then when you're in your own head, you can really become very creative. And that's where I come up with some of my best ideas. And because you do, can't write anything down, you end up developing systems of how to remember things. And I'm, I'm always, it's just, I like to push myself in weird ways and, and just, and grow in the, in the float tank. What's your like, system? Right? What's your system for remembering things when, when, cause I, I find with that, when I meditate ideas pop into my head, but I'm so focused on like whatever I'm focused on. Um, all right. And I've started to just tell myself, like, you know, th- th- if, if this is important, it'll come back to me. It'll and, and it does sometimes. But what's your method? Oh, so what I started doing is I was like, all right, when I go into the float tank, I want to come out with three ideas. So I'll just let my mind go. And as d- ideas come in, I start ranking them. And if an idea comes in that I feel is better than another one, then I just push the other one out mentally, like it's gone, right? So I end up coming out with just three amazing ideas. Or sometimes I just focus on, and I take those three and I focus on one. You don't, it's still, I'm still learning. You know, every time I get in there, it's different. You know, there's not really sure, a lot of sure. courses yeah. on isolation tanks other than what Joe Rogan tells you, who I love. And Joe there Rogan. shouldn't be, to, yeah, there, there shouldn't be to an extent because each experience is an experience and you can't, you know, the second you start to assume it's going to go this way every time, it just goes a completely different way. And that's, yeah, it's almost better just to try to not even yeah, learn just, too much about it. Just go and let it happen. And just see, and I think that's the hardest thing about meditation is people go get into it and they try so hard to like have it be a certain way. And uh, I think the hardest part about meditation, which makes it, which is why it's so useful is you just need to like be okay with wherever you're at. And that's really hard yeah. for people to do. Yeah. I, the other day I did it. Like after, so they just opened Om Life in Jersey city. So I went, I was the first day they opened. I was bothering Anand as the guy who owns it. I texted him like, I better get in there the first day. Like I'm up his butt, you know, <laughs> like I'm really annoying when I want something. I just like, I'm like a kid. Like I just do not stop until I get what I want. You know, it's just, I don't know why. Um, so I got in there first day. There wasn't that many people there. So he put me in there for like an hour and 45 minutes or something like that. I don't even know. And I was, I'm used to doing an hour session and I hadn't done one in four months. And I was like, my brain races so much in there that I was exhausted after, I don't even know how much time went by and I was just couldn't wait for it to be over. And that was the first time that happened to me. And I wanted to get out so bad, but I was like, and then I, the, the light turned on randomly while I was in there and then I had to turn it off again. I'm like, I'm like, maybe it broke and I'm just floating here and no one's going to like come get me and I might be in here for five hours. So I'm just like, what the hell's going on? But 
I was just like, all right. I'm like, all right. I'm like, Chris, this is like a mental exercise now. You have to, you're not getting out of this tank until someone opens it. Even if it's a fucking, sorry for cursing people. Like, <laughs> not cool. Even if it's a fucking night, like you're staying in here and you're going to power through this. It became like, it became like a challenge in my head. So then, then finally the lights came on at the end and I was like, oh, thank God. I could not wait to get out of there. I haven't been back there since, but I'm going to go back. But I'm going to tell a nod, no more hour and 45 minutes. All right. I'm not ready for that level yet, but it was a great, I'm so glad I did it. Cause now I feel accomplished. I was like, I pushed my boundaries and I didn't give up. And it's like, yeah, like it's a win. I feel good. And now it's like, okay, what's the next win? How can I outdo yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with the, uh, I, t- I talk a lot about in my episodes about something called the saboteur. The sa- are you familiar with this, the saboteur at all? No. Can you tell me? Um, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, I come obviously from a coaching background and this is just a word, but it's an inner voice inside our head, uh, the inner critic, uh, the the gremlin, it, but it, it's- Oh, the gremlin. There's like, yeah. And the, the, right, like, there's a lot I of different the books. Gazelle. Yeah. So the gazelle is this from. voice. Yeah. Well, it's just a voice day. that- yeah, and it's a voice that ch- tells you to stay in your comfort zone, play it small, and obviously you're, you've clearly mastered that voice or, or certainly dealt with that, whereas a lot of people don't. But um, how do you how do you focus on doing better than you did yesterday as opposed to worrying about what the guy next to you is doing and making sure that you're up to speed with where you where he where, where he is or where you think you should be at this point in your life? Um, and I, I guess the question is, how do you deal with the saboteur? Or the gazette, I, or the well, gremlin. Well, I don't even care what other people think anymore. To be honest with you, I never really did. That was my thing. I think, like, I just don't care. Like, I'm just gonna be me. I'm kind of a troll, you know me. Like, I just like to mess with people in a in a kind, funny way. I just like, I just feel like life's a playground. And I like to enjoy it. So it's like my mom always said, like, never take yourself too seriously, but take your business seriously. So I just don't even care about what other people think or do. I actually, I'm like Michael Jordan. I was watching that documentary on Michael Jordan. Did you see that? I didn't see it. I keep uh, hearing about it. My wife and I have been meaning to watch it. All right. So what Michael Jordan does is he just like, he needs a chip on his shoulder or something to like get him going to like defeat you. Right. You know, Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. the same way. Like there's a chip. So like Michael Jordan would even sometimes make shit up just to give him a reason to go out there and score like 50 points. So I kind of do the same thing. It's just like, I like that there's haters, you know, I want there to be haters. Cause if you're, if there's haters, it means you're doing something right. You know, you can't, you cannot become famous or do something great. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger says, like you've got to bend the rules, not break the rules, but bend the rules. And people don't like that. Um, so you're gonna have haters, but just don't even worry about them. And what I noticed is when I, when I just focus in on my business and my passions and what I like to do, I end up being so far ahead of everybody else that like, they're getting on Facebook advertising and I've already moved on to like YouTube. Like they're three or four years behind everything I'm doing. So I'm not even worried about what other people are doing. You know, people should be worried about what I'm doing. That's how I feel. Like I'm the, I feel like I'm the, you know, the, the dark horse. Like you, you didn't see me coming. I was that iceberg that kind of slowly, slowly built up, you know, over time. And now I've been in the lab you know, like Dr. Dre, I've been in the lab, but like now I'm out of the lab and now you're going to see what I've been working on and watch out. That's kind of like my mindset right now. I love it. I love it's like, it. I'm kind of like, oh, oh, oh. that's like, that's just how we roll. We only, we know we're going to be successful. You know, there's just like, it's in our hands and if we mess up, it's on us. So let's go. Let's go. So, <laughs> I love it. But my question is um, going beneath that a little bit, right? And if you're comfortable doing that. Like, sure. What's, let's get deep. Like, what's, what, like, what's um, are you perpetually positive? Like, what, what, yeah. what is there? And is there any, like, time in which you do question yourself? I mean, I feel like so many people, and myself included, right? Like, you talk to me, I'm very, and I am very confident and very positive, but there are times where I'm, I kind of question things and I'm like, oh, am I doing this right? And, you know, more internally than externally. Do you deal with that or it just doesn't even cross your mind? Well, you know, I listen to a lot. I think like whatever you're digesting in your brain is kind of going to wire the way you act. So I listen to this guy, Eric Thomas, who I just love his message. Everything's all about. And um, what does he say? How, how does he say that he deals with it? I was just listening to him the other day. <sighs> what was he saying? 
Sorry, Joe, but for the the slowness in my brain this morning, it's like late for me now. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Can you ask me that again? It'll, let me re. Yeah, think about. It. I was just curious what what pops up. Like you're so like like so positive and confident. Is there any are, are there times when you question yourself? And if so, how do you how do you bring yourself back? I mean, like people get stuck in this space of like like. And you really handled the worried about what other people think so well, but like, it's also like, Oh God, like what if this goes wrong or what if I'm not successful or what are this or what are that? Like, how do you just quash that shit? You just do it. It's like, who cares? You know, like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You tried, you know, like Gary V says, he's like, regrets the worst thing. So just make sure you have no regrets. At the end of the day, you're going to be dead and no one's going to give a crap about you. Not, no, not, not that everyone's going to give a crap about you, but like, you know, we're all going to be kind of forgotten eventually unless you do something great. And um, not that I even care to be remembered. I want to do something great, but I don't know if it's for a legacy. I just want to do it for my own, my own ego, I guess. But um, you just—I don't know. I've always just been a positive, happy person. It's just who I am. I just don't like negative people. They annoy me. That I just—I I want to hear about your problem once, and then I want to know what the solution is. Or let's work on the solution. If you just want to talk about the problem all day, I, I just don't have time for you. So, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, what was the most difficult part for you for starting, starting your business and getting to where you've gotten today? Uh, the most difficult part was just like throwing all my money, you know, into marketing and not seeing returns on it for a while. And, uh, you know, even what, what, still, what's a while to you? Are we talking months, years? Like still to today, you know, it's like, I, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my marketing and Facebook and now YouTube and just to learn because I, I know I could lose money for five years doing this. Like, you know, I've made like, you know, I I've had years where I've done very, very well, but I ended up taking all that money and putting it back into marketing and back into my education where I'm really making, I might say I make, you know, 400, 500, whatever on paper, but like I'm making 50 K because I put that all back in my business into learning. Um, so Hmm, that's yeah. I'm, I'm just always focused. I, I'm like, learn now, make yourself very valuable. Cause the more valuable you are, the more money you're going to make. So if I spend five years in the lab trying to make myself valuable through marketing and learning how to do all this stuff and how to build an audience and how to become famous and how to do all this, you know, I don't have to worry so much about making cold calls on one-on-one, you know, being a, a, a like basically a telemarketer, you know, I could be a famous person. A million people can know me and watch my video rather than me having to call a million people on the phone. You know, yeah. so it's just a smarter way of doing things. Just I'm just like about efficiency. You, uh, I, I want to stop or pause here and just compliment you. You do a really good job of spitting everything to the positive. I mean, I'm trying to get, and not that you're you're denying it, but I'm trying to just get into like what goes on in your brain a little bit, and even in some of the negative. And you you, you do such a good job of in. Everything is, yeah, sure, this sucked, but at the end of the day, I learned this, and boom, this is where I'm going with it. And I think that's just, if you can really, um, and I say this to other people listening, if, if you can really find a way to spin things into the positive and just, you know, it's almost like that. We started talking about the five second rule spin it into a positive, count down from five, and just go. Uh, any event in the world becomes positive, right? Because it's just all, it's a self fulfilling. Perf- uh, prophecy right in in how you look at it so you yeah I mean, I've you failed. seem to have really mastered I've that failed yeah. a lot of stuff but it's just like you're trying it's just like just like i just think of it as like a game like if you play monopoly and you lose is it like the end of the world it's like okay let's go play again like i'll get better every time i play that's the way i look at it oh i learned that this game oh that's why i failed you know i had yesterday we just started the company like literally just lost it my our new EA executive administrator, she quit. <laughs> like, right? She quit. I didn't even know. I was like shocked. I've never had like an employee before. Like, this is kind of new to me. I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, all right. Like, it would just call me off guard. <laughs> but it was funny. And then we ended up like, like we have this girl, Danielle, who's awesome, who handles all the transaction and listing coordination for us. I mean, she's just awesome. And she's just like a boss, like hashtag boss lady I did yesterday on her Instagram. And uh, we actually like, I feel like we got to know each other so much better. Everyone, it was like a, it was a bonding moment. 
and yeah, we'll go find somebody else. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be a little hard to find. I don't even know how hard if you're looking to be, you know, work for a real estate company, that's going to blow up and we're going to have offices in Miami and all be millionaires and famous on YouTube. You know, contact me. I need an, an awesome admin who who's just going to be churning out deal after deal for us. Um, so if you work for somebody out there right now, by the way, sorry, this is a shameless plug, but I need somebody. Um, call me. Contact me. Is it, uh, <laughs> is it remote work or is it? Um, no, I need it in the office. We're in the office. We're, we, we get in there and we grind together. So they can, in, they can in, uh, in Jersey. Work. We're getting in together. We only we're getting in the office. People gonna wear masks. We put our things on, but we're getting our hands dirty. You know, I put my foot down on the pedal when COVID happened. I had I made more money during COVID than I made you know in a long time. Yeah, everyone else ran away. I took all. I just took up a huge amount of market share. So I'm like, great, bring it on. Not that I want people to get sick, but like you know, if people are gonna be, if the agents are dropping out. I'll take up all that market share. I'm fine. You know, if the deals drop from a hundred deals a month to 50, I'll just make sure that I have 90% market share and I'll be good. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, if you were going to do this whole thing over again, and I have a couple of questions on do it over again, cause I'm super interested, but the first one is in general, if you were going to start back in, uh, call it when you graduated college and first got into real estate, I know it started before that. What, what, what what would you do differently? How would you change your business? How would you change your mindset? Like what, what would you have done differently? That's a great question. Um, I don't, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's things I would have done differently in my personal life and stuff. You know, one thing that, you know, no one really talks about is when you give a hundred percent to your business and to growing something, it takes away from other parts of your life. So if I could have figured out, and I'm still working on this, how to time block better. And even with the smaller amount of time that I do have for family time and other things I care about, just to be more, be pre- be more like in the moment and cognizant and give my full attention. Because I have a problem with that. I, my brain lives in the future. You know, I don't, the present to me is just like, we're going to make things happen and I see where we're going and that's going to happen. And it, I kind of like get, I'm not always in the moment, like with people. Cause I'm already, I'm already thinking about how we can use what you just said to do something different tomorrow. And it kind of takes me away out of the conversation. I've always been someone who's just living in their own head, you know, living to the beat of my own drum. So I wish I, I, I wish I started working on that earlier um, on just discipline. Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not very disciplined. I'm like kind of chasing squirrels, you know, but now at least I'm hiring people that are filling the gaps in my disc profile. Like anything that I'm not good at, I have people there who got my back that are very good at it and it's, it's working out. And I don't know if that answered your question. Kind of went off on a, a little bit of a rant. No, there. no, no, no. I think that's helpful. And I think it's funny that I had a, my, my, previous interview, one of the things, very similar questions was as an entrepreneur, you're busting your ass, you're all over the place. And if they were to look back and uh, he's, he's just in, in our age group, he said, I just wish I structured myself better in my twenties. And um, you know, you, you, at the time you think I can't do anything looking back, you could do things, um, you know, on the personal side or whatever, but maybe you just weren't structured properly to do that. Yeah. And like, it's great to like think what you could have done, but like you are from, I don't know if I would have done anything differently because where I am right now, I'm like set up pretty well. And the person I've become through all the experiences that I've been through, I'm happy with myself. You know, I love myself. Like I really do. I'm very, you know, people think I'm cocky or I have an ego or it's just like, I'm just, have, I'm just like, I'm very comfortable with who I am. I'm very just like down to earth and just, I like to laugh and have a good time in life. Um, I think some people take it the wrong way sometimes, but it's just me like teasing and having fun because it's like, I don't know. So many people, we live in a world where so many people uh, are full of all these saboteur voices and they're not comfortable with themselves that when they see someone that is, they just assume they're just kind of a cocky asshole. Uh, and, and yeah, that's, you probably thought I was an asshole when you first, I, I hear that all the time. People say when we first met Ozar, everyone calls me Ozar. We thought he was like, you know, Dick an asshole. But after we got to, to get to know him, he's like the funniest, like most awesome guy ever. I just, I like to push people's buttons a little bit and maybe I push them too early before I know them. Um, but I just like to, 
you know, I always just like to mess and play with people's heads, just not in, in a good way, just like a troll. I call it, we always said I'm a, a an in-person, in-life troll. Like I'm not hiding behind <laughs> a computer. I just like to, you know, poke and prod and see how people react. And like, you know, I got like my tentacles out and I'm just like picking up. Like I have, I've been told I have a very high EQ. Like I just like to live in like, I don't know. I like to like not manipulate situations, not manipulating, but I, I just like to like just mess with people a little bit just for, for a little laugh, I guess. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about marketing a little bit more. Oh, if marketing yeah. for years. So I want to mind you a little bit, uh, for the folks that are listed in here and are interested, uh, myself included on like, Hey, I want to build up, um, build up my brand. Um, what's, if you were to do that over again, or you were to give someone advice on like, Hey, I got something cool. I think I want to run with it. How do I, how do I, um, how do I, what do I do first? I mean, you mentioned like, I've personally been looking into like doing some ads on uh, Facebook and doing some Facebook sponsored stuff. You're, you're onto YouTube. If you were to give advice for someone to start from the top, what, what would it be? I would just like get comfortable doing you doing video and being authentic uh, I think people are tired of this PC BS, like, you know, way people act now. Everyone's fake. No one knows what people really think. You know, everyone's sending out all this fluff about, you know, all these people on Instagram, like on their cars and their Lamborghinis and their sneakers and like getting 14,000 followers. These people aren't selling real estate. I don't know who any of these people are. If you really do research on them. Um, what I would do is I think authenticity, be yourself and show what you're doing. Like, I like, here's one thing that I think is really interesting. Like people are always like, hi, we sell at 99.9% of list prices are our record of what we do and doing. It's like, great, like great. And like, they never bring up like their faults. Like I tell people about like my losses. Like, yeah, I didn't sell that one. I, here's where I struggled. I wasn't, I didn't know what I know today in my career. Like accept your losses and tell me what you learned from them. Um, mm, I like that a lot. Yeah, just be authentic. So just document what's truly going on in your life. And then you never have to lie. You know, that's the greatest thing about being true and honest and documenting is just like, I, you know, I'm never lying. So I don't have to backtrack on anything. That's always just like authentic. You know, what you see is what you get with me, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've talked a lot about that. Um, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're like <laughs> thrown off by that. I'm just yeah. – well, yeah, you've said it a couple needs, times. I think the world needs – gosh, my book's falling over. I think the world needs more authenticity, you know, more stand-up comedians, more Joe Rogan types, you know. let's. Get, Joe Rogan should run for president. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan's an interesting character for sure. I love him, man. He's my jam. <clears throat> Me, um, Logan Paul, and uh, and uh, Joe Rogan were, were – eventually I'm putting this out to the ethos that we're all going to be chilling one day. Doing something big time one day. Just one day, um, I'll be there. What else do you, do you want to cover? I don't. I've I've learned a lot in these last fifty minutes. How long has it been? Fifty minutes. Wow, time flies. Yeah, I gotta go to yeah, work. T- yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Do you have anything else that you want to touch on before we kind of round this thing out? Um. I would say this. What I Eric Thomas is a guy I follow. He's a motivational speaker. He's done a lot of things to to become successful. If you just wake up early every day and you have you start three hours earlier than everybody else, you wake up at five a.m. You can futz around and work half as productive as the smartest guy at Harvard and still get more done because you just have more hours in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think people need to start just like getting back to the hustle, to the grind. You know, work really hard, work really smart, figure out, you know, where your industry could use some improvements and then start a company to do it. After so, that. yeah. All right. All right. So let me button this up because I actually love what you just said there. So let's look at some action from today. So one thing that I see is um, from an idea standpoint, I'm going to re- revert back some of the takeaways that I have from today and then you can. Sure. You can um, you can edit them. So the first one is from a from a hey. If I want to generate an idea standpoint, I absolutely love what you just said. Right. First of all, if you don't have a passion flying out at you, we've talked a lot about my episodes and how to find passion. If you don't necessarily have something, look at your industry and see what's missing, and learn a sh- and like you say, go to work, go deep, get your hands dirty, and see what's there. Right. And that's a great yeah. way to identify opportunities and then have the balls to start a business. Yeah, you just got to run around with like your, you know, your hands out, your tentacles out and seeing as much stuff as you can in the world 
to find your passion. I didn't find my passion for a while. Like I'll tell you the story of how I became where I am today. Like, okay, I graduated in 2008 financial crisis. I didn't really care about working. I was just like, just partying having a good time living at home. And then, you know, I got a, I ended up getting my series seven for some reason. One friend talked me into it. I went to a boiler room, literally a boiler room. They watched that movie boiler room. They say the word Piker. It's like same thing. It's, it was hilarious. I loved it. It was a great time. Um, but no one was selling shit. They had all these IPOs and who knows what they're up to. I didn't know. I was young. And, uh, but I had to make a hundred calls a day and I was so nervous. Like I was like shaking cause I hate public speaking. It's like I had an anxiety attack when I was younger while doing a public speaking. And ever since then, it's always been like an Achilles heel for me, which people don't find funny because I'm so outgoing. But if you put me in like a classroom setting and put me up on like a stand to like talk to people, I'd probably have a panic attack and pass out. So my one goal is to get over that fear. Uh, one of these days I got to find a coach for that. So if anyone's listening, but, um, Oh shoot, I forgot where I was when going. You're talking to one. Yeah. Well, you're talking to one. So let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Ready. Okay. Well, no, I meant you're talking to a coach. So if you're ever oh, a coach, I thought you said, am I ready to like answer a question? Sorry. Oh no, no. I'm always yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you confused me. Where, where was I in my rant? Uh, public speaking. Oh yeah, so I hate it. I hate public speaking. I actually took public speaking online. I took an online public speaking class. That's how I got around it in college. Um, but anyway, I graduated '08. Uh, real estate market stunk. I was working in the office, my mom's office, getting paid like a hundred bucks a day to just answer phones at the front desk. And I was like, this is just terrible and depressing. Everyone was like fifty years old or forty years old, and I'm like twenty two. But I ended up making friends with a lot of the agents. I would tell them all my like stories of like going out and meeting girls and stuff. It was fun. So then, then I got a job. Then I got the series seven. I passed the series seven and I worked in that boiler room. After that, I got a job at like JP Morgan or Morgan Stanley Smith. It was Morgan Stanley Smith Barney and Red Bank. And I got, I got in there and they're like, all right, you have to take the series 63 now. So you have a month to study. So I didn't have to go into the office. And while I was there, I got an offer for another job in Jersey city for Tullet Prebon. It was called, they did like their inner dealer broker, something to do with wall street stuff. I don't really get that stuff too much, but uh, so I ended up quitting that job, but after the month, because I was getting paid free money for not even being there. So I was like, Oh, I might as well stay for this month. I went up here. I worked at Teleprebound for two months. Okay. They gave me Friday off to move into my apartment in union city. I rented an apartment. I was like, I'm making it. This is it. So I move in on Friday. I take off work. I come in on Monday. I'm taking the light rail into Jersey city exchange place. Like here, this is my new life. This is my commute. First day I get fired. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you, you, you let me move in on Friday. Like, you know, I'm moving in. I'm moving in from Monmouth County up here. And you fire me. Like what the heck? So anyway, they fired me. I, I take the light rail home. I'm like, just like sad. I'm like, well, that sucks. Um, I, my, my roommate, Jeremy Williams, he comes in that front door and he's like, Hey, how was your day? Like everyone's first day of work. I'm like, <laughs> I got like a, a thing of vodka in my hand. I was like, I got fired. And he's like, what? I'm like, ah, so, but what was great is I, I had done, I worked at Morgan Stanley Smith Barney long enough to, to qualify for unemployment. So then I got unemployment for like two months. So I just started doing like under the table work for like my mom at the office and just getting paid. And then finally it was, it was running out. And so I was like, all right, I better get a job now. So I was like, I, I applied back at Telebrebon for another job and I got through to the second phase of the interview process. Um, but then I ended up getting another job in right outside the path in Hoboken and I ended up deciding just to take that one. It was an online lead generation company. I took that job and I worked there for two years and I started doing real estate part-time in like 2012 in a little tiny office just down the block from it, just doing rentals. It's called Robert Michael Realty or Robert Sawyer. I forget what it was called. But anyway, I worked there for a little bit. And then I found out about this guy, Michael Klein, who was like the number one agent in Hudson County. And he had a team that was like doing really well. That's what the broker told me. And uh, I was like, ooh, like I want to be on a team and make lots of money. So um <laughs> Um, I started, I started doing it, like reaching out to him and doing some rental deals. And then I got fired from my company because I was like in the bathroom making calls, like doing rental deals instead of doing my other job. Cause I started making more money doing rentals. So they fired me. I went in full time. And then I was like, I really want to get on this real estate team, mom. I want to like, like make a lot of money. And she's like, ask him out to lunch to pick his brain. She goes, you'll, you'll pat his ego and your show, you're a go-getter. So I did exactly what she said. I did that, took 
you know, we went to lunch. He ended up hiring me on his team. I worked on his team for two years. My first year, I made 131,000 bucks. I was like, holy crap. I was like 25 or 26. I forget. And I went from making 40 grand a year to 131,000. I thought I was like a baller, you know? And uh, (laughs) I bought that Rolex that I always wanted, like a little tiny one now. I'm way nicer one now, but I remember I bought that Rolex and I was, I was super pumped and I worked on his team for, for two years. And then I was like, you know what? I can, I want to be the the head. Like I see myself doing this. So, you know, I quit that team. I stayed at Liberty Realty where I was and I worked there for gosh, a couple of years. And then uh, my mom ended up getting sick with cancer. And um, so I ended up moving my license to her office resources, real estate. And I moved back home and um, she ended up getting on some miracle drugs. She got better. Um, so I moved back, but I stayed under her umbrella of resources, real estate, and just opened up my little tiny office, just working out of like a little satellite office. And then I was there, but you know, it was, I, I didn't really have my finger on the pulse of the market as much. And I, I wasn't really that happy, but I didn't want to like leave my family's company. I felt bad. And then my mom got sick again and, you know, she passed away in uh, January of 27th of 2019. So after, you know, after that, I just like, I was like, okay, like now um, I, I, it was tough. But I, I, you know, I took my license. I moved back to Liberty Realty and I worked there for a year and I've been really just hammering and thinking about my marketing and my goals and what I want to create. And, uh, you know, an opportunity came across with this, you know, guy, uh, Meridian Properties owns 200 commercial spaces by the path and, you know, 300 units throughout town on top of that. And just, you know, they just well-known and really good connections. And I just, I was like, you know what, this is the opportunity. So I, I quit Liberty like three weeks ago. That's why I had to push this call today, this podcast, because I had to quit my old company, join the new company. I listed $10 million worth of real estate down in Highlands, these brand new construction. We've got 50 other rental listings right now on the market. And it's just like, Things are crazy. You know, I, wow. I took my best buddy, Doug Farrell. He came with me. So Libby Realty, I think is a little sour about that. And I get it. You know, no one wants to lose agents, but, um, you know, we're creating something really special. We're working on this new virtual agent program that, you know, we're, we're, we're showing people, we're, basically people are joining us on Zoom. We're showing them properties like, like Google Street View, like 3D tours. And then we're, you know, we look at 10 properties, they eliminate the ones they don't like, and then we just go see the ones they really like in person. And it's going to revolutionize the way people sell real estate. I could literally be in Miami on a beach showing people properties um, in Hoboken, and then they pick the ones they like. And I just have a guy in Hoboken that works with me that I just, you know, who handles the showings for me. So <laughs> yes. that's where I see the real estate. It's kind of like, it's like uh, so when you talk about real estate, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, like, like the Redfins that are kind of like d- disrupting that? Is that, uh, are they, are they here to stay? Redfin? Probably. I mean, a lot of people like their website. Um, I don't yeah. really. Oh, I mean, when you mention people look at real estate listings all the time, I mean, my wife and I spend like hours looking at, I mean, we're in the market to buy um, and we're going to be over oh, yeah? the next 12 months. Yeah. We're going to buy. Tampa. Tampa, my school, my sister went to school in Tampa. We're, we're in Tampa. We're looking north, like Seminole Heights. Why do you know anything up here? I know Anthony Malafonte. He uh, runs a team down there, a real estate team. He is the, maybe the nicest, just most genuine, just great human being I know. Like, I love him. Right, well, yeah, put me in touch with him. I we're definitely- in touch with him. He'll yeah, help you yeah. out. He's a good man. He's a good man. A lot of people hate realtors, right? Because there's a lot of bad ones. It's really easy to get a real estate license. But the good ones, when you find someone good who knows what they're doing, it's like a godsend. He's one of those realtors. Okay. Yeah. And my wife was looking at getting into real estate actually too. We, we've talked about that. She just did le- apartment leasing. She just immigrated here about a year ago, uh, about eight, nine months ago from Scotland. We met oh, wow. when we were living her. Yeah. We met when we were living overseas, but she, uh, That's awesome. she, yeah, she, and she's looking at real estate. So it'd be good for her to maybe talk to him as well. So yeah, to definitely put me in touch with him. That would be yeah, great. That'd be awesome. I'd love to. And uh, if she ever needs some coaching or help, I, you know, right now all I do is really coach agents, so our agents on how to become, you know, millionaires that's my idea i don't beat around the bush everyone's like oh like i want to be rich you know i want to be wealthy and i want to show other people how to do it you know that solves a lot of problems not all problems but it gets rid of a lot um i don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be to be rich yeah i don't think so either a lot of people Um, feel like a lot of rich people i'm I'm, uh, in the one percent are actually very good people a lot of i think it's a misconception about you know i'm sure there's bad apples everywhere but a lot of them are really good people 
You know, yeah. the more I get to know people, I realize there's a reason they're in the one percent. They've they're hard workers. They've they've got values. You know, it's not all like the Illuminati up here. <laughs> yeah, <know? laughs> don't get me started on Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, but ah. yeah, but but you're right. You're right. Um, I agree. Uh, all right. Look, I mean, I could literally ask you questions for another hour or two. I know we've grabbed an hour now and maybe we revisit this for like a second round in the future. Yeah. Um, but this was awesome, Chris. I mean, thanks for, for, uh, for doing this. I mean, it was just, it was a great conversation. I think there's so much in here for people to learn. And yeah. Um, Could you mind if I get some plugs to my stuff so people can follow me? See what yeah, I'm I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. And I'll give that in my intro as well, but how do people, how do people get in touch with you and check out what you're up to and yeah, see, so your, YouTube see your, you uh, to grow the most. <clears throat> so uh, just type in the you, Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I have to get to a number, a certain number of subscribers before they can give me my own custom name. So subscribe, just type in Chris Ozark, YouTube, 60 second property tours, uh, hashtag 60 second property tour. You'll, you'll find me. If you type in Chris Ozark, YouTube, or just Chris Ozark into Google, my marketing is so good. Go check it out. You can't not find me. Like it's okay. impossible not to find me. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll connect outside of this. You could send me all this stuff and I'll put it to the, I'll put it in the show notes too. So people, so people can actually see this stuff when they, uh, when, when they check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Um, Joe, when you come to visit, um, when am I going to make my way up there? Yeah. Sweetie's been asking me too. Poppy wants this virus dies down for starters. I I just got back on the East coast. We're in, like I said, we're in Tampa. We just moved back from California. So. And you were in Dubai uh, before that, weren't you? Yeah, we're in Dubai for a couple of years. And, uh, I want to interview you. you should, I should be interviewing you, not me. <laughs> I'm not interesting at all. What do I got going on? You got stuff going on. We've been all over the map. Yeah, I certainly have. Um, but it's good to, feels good to be back on the East Coast. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, specifically some of the more actionable components of the advice I give on here, I wanted to make you aware of a weekly email that I've started sending out. It goes out Friday mornings. It's called Joe Chick's Weekly Tip, and it is just that. It's a weekly tip, short, quick, actionable, and a great way to just start your weekend off on the right foot. You can subscribe anywhere on my website. There's a bunch of different areas, or you can go to joechiccarelli.com forward slash subscribe, and you can sign up. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon.